weird just fucking spikes come up where you're like, you! Yeah. I didn't know, but now I do. You're <laughs> terrible. It's August 7th, 2013. This is Idle Thumbs 118. I'm Chris Remo. I'm Jake Rodkin. And we are joined today by Danielle Rendeau. Wow, I said that in a horrible Hello. way. Oh no, that was pretty good. It's French. So, yeah. you know, adding the little kind of helps. <laughs> That's wow, Schwarzenegger. Shut up. Uh, Danielle is a uh, a reviews editor over at Polygon the website. Yes, it's a website. Mm-hmm. Um, On the internet. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. actually not an editor, I'm a senior reviewer. Oh, I'm sorry. I, other people might be really insulted, but it says editor on my uh, business cards, which have the wrong job title. So, well, that's why you gave me your yeah. business card, and I just yeah. figured that's why. That's that's how yeah. I got it done. Yeah. You know. So, yeah, Sean is off preparing for his fake wedding, and Nick is asleep, which his, is why for the mom's here. wedding. His mm-hmm. Nick's yeah, Sean's. Sean, Sorry, Sean. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> do we explain this on the podcast? I guess I don't we know. do. I don't, sure, why not? Sean and his wife eloped like a year ago, but uh, they're doing a new other wedding celebration this weekend for their moms. For the moms. So, yeah, we've, doing it for we've the moms. declared that the theme of Sean's wedding is for the moms. Yeah. So, um, well, it's just for the moms. You should all send Sean best wishes or whatever it is that you send people. Mm-hmm. Good luck on your Send your wedding? best wishes to yeah. questions at idlethumbs.net. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you probably don't need to do that. Just tweet them to Sean. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um, video so, games. yeah. Welcome, Danielle. Danielle Thank is actually you. a good friend of mine who I met when I was in Boston. And then completely coincidentally moved to San Francisco soon after I moved back. Yeah, it's... That was a cool uh, thing. I'm kind of stalking you, Chris. I'm sorry about that. But, uh, oh, um, the door's over there. You can, yeah, you yeah. can leave now. Oh, okay. No. Uh, it's good to have you here. Thank you. It's really good to be here. I have listened to the show ever since I've known you, Chris. I know you're supposed to address people. Um, but I'm, I'm really behind. a little behind. radio tip. Yeah. Well, little media radio tip here. Uh, yeah, uh, we met in Boston back in the olden days. I was at the ACLU. You were at Irrational. Mm-hmm. So, long time ago, and now I'm at Polygon, which yeah. has only been a few months now since March, I think. So cool. So you actually play video games, unlike us. Uh-huh. <laughs> you are terrible. <laughs> we know do. we play video games. I pretend I didn't say that. We play them. Idle thumbs. It's not a sham. Hey, I play the video <laughs> game. Yeah. I play, I don't want to talk about it yet. Okay. Oh. Oh. Do do I? I don't know. I kind of wanted to hear you talk about Saints Row 4 if you can. Yeah, I can I can say things about it. I just can't talk about things. I can't talk about spoilers. That's okay. That's fine. Everything to us is a spoiler when it comes to Saints Row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've actually never played a Saints Row game. Oh, wow. Well, you're kind of missing out. I mean, well, obviously, it uh, depends on your tastes, and I know you're not necessarily Mr. AAA Games all the time. but um, That's Chris's license plate, actually. Mr. AAA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Well, um, okay. He gets honked at by tow truck drivers um, pretty frequently. My my license plate is frequently misread as men's rights activist double A. <laughs> it's horrible. Oh, sorry, Saints Row the game. MRAs. Uh, Saints Row the game is about MRAs. Uh, sorry, no. It's um well, it's an open world game. I think we all know that. It's really over the top. It's really goofy. It's really stupid, but in kind of a lovable way. Yeah. Uh, this new one really parodies The Matrix and Mass Effect 2. <laughs> really you not, hard. You are not selling me on this one. <laughs> right. So this new Science Row game. The, the specific holos are The Matrix, 1997's yes. The Matrix, and the second entry in the Mass in Effect the Mass trilogy, Effect Mass series. Effect yes. <laughs> also, Zero Dark Thirty was a big parody <sighs> in, uh, in this particular game. I'm really what? dumb, but... Are, are all the Saints Row games like this? I, I've gotten the perception from the outside that they've kind of gotten increasingly... Yeah, that's oh, how yeah. I sort of what I assumed as well, that they kind of figured out a thing that was different about them that people liked, and they just sort of have drilled down on that. Yeah, which is yeah. the best part of this game, I think. I mean, it started as sort of a crime series. It was supposed to be sort of the goofy version of Grand Theft Auto. They were okay. kind of going with that. And then in the third game, the Saints sort of became um, a world-known corporation conglomerate business and okay. they had their own like energy drink and they had mascots and all these other things and the fourth game begins with you sort of um basically god you've gone from being this amazing corporation to being a peacekeeping organization that goes into the middle east and uh thwarts terrorist threats and so that's how the game begins with this crazy sort of zero dark 30 parody and then you become the president of the united states and <laughs> then aliens attack Okay. And that's so, the setup of the game. That's like the first 25 minutes of the game. Cool. Yeah. And play as the president? Yes. You are you the get president. To, like sign legislation that's been passed by Congress? Yeah, you do. There's one very... Uh, there's <laughs> Your face just lit up. That was amazing. <laughs> do you do this thing that I'm asking sardonically? Yes. Oh, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> there is one uh, very, very early moment in the game where you get to decide whether you want to end cancer or end world hunger. Basically, just like choose A or B kind of thing. Mm. I went with cancer. Choice. By the way, just yeah. wanted to let everybody know: fuck cancer is actually the uh, the choice you get. It's like press A is that the to name say of the fuck bill? cancer. Yes. Fuck so cancer this, and world what hunger. What makes this good? Like what? Make, like, I'm sorry to be a horrible. <laughs> so here's, guy, but like, uh, what makes this good and not like an extended robot chicken sketch? You know what I mean? Like, right. Not that I don't like robot chicken. Like, whatever, it's fine. But like. It's stretched out into like a multi dozens of millions of dollars exercise. Like what makes that good and not just like completely stretched thin? Yeah. At what point? Yeah. What? What? Have you played the whole game? Yes. Yeah. What kept you through the entire game? Well, because I don't know if I could last, which makes me the butt probably. But like, I don't know if I could do it. Well, I have to say the thing that makes the game really fun for me mm -hmm. is that you are basically a superhero the entire time. And so you're in an open world uh, environment that looks like an open world. It looks like a city. But you have like this crazy jump and you can leap over buildings and you have this insane run where you can run down cars. Crackdown and, style kind yeah, of. Yeah, it's very, very crackdown. And I think it's better and smoother than crackdown in general. Mm -hmm. And you know, just from that game, also there are sort of orbs you collect all over the you yeah. know the city and stuff like that. <laughs> oh like, yeah, honestly, you're the president of the United States who gets to <laughs> pass bills, and I can jump high and collect orbs. Yeah, this is getting better. <laughs> I mean, it's it's 
the least sophisticated so. thing ever. You know, it, it really is like big, dumb fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if you go in sort of embracing that attitude. Big, dumb fun yeah. for the moms. That's yes. EA Sports <laughs> the in moms. the game. <laughs> oh, my God. Soccer mom the game. I've always wanted to. But like game. with orbs, with orbs, there's exactly. many, many soccer balls. Orb mom, Tron looking Weird. atmosphere, you know, the whole soccer field is just neon lines and moms. But also, you can pass legislation. Yeah, exactly. The fuck cancer legislation. This sounds like a pretty good game. I mean, this sounds, all these things just sound like things that could be in Saints Row, as far as I'm aware. Like from how Saints Row is described generally. Yeah. I mean, there are things that I can't say about the game that I also really liked about it. There's I mean, good things you're prohibited from saying. Yes, I, I'm, I'm not NDA. allowed. Uh-huh. Yes. Sign that like, NDA kind of up. Well, let's see. Here's my laundry list that I brought with me. It's fine. Um, no, I mean, it, it does a lot of fan service for if you have played the previous games. There's a lot of like beloved characters mm-hmm. that show up, so on and so mm-hmm. forth. And, and sort of there are missions that go into sort of the like existential crises in the psyches of these characters which i can't spoil it but it's it's worth it <laughs> crazy yeah so that's saints row 4 oh oh and also i have to say one thing i really like about the saints row series is the character customization so i basically was able to play as like let's see how did i describe this i was the superpowered black lesbian president of the united states of america throughout this adventure and just the fact that you can kind of construct absolutely any identity in the world and kind of go with it and go all the way with it. And the game really does sort of respect your choices in the cutscenes and just, you know, with everything you can do. Does it actually have, like, content side respecting of that where people are aware that you are a superhero black lesbian president of the United States? Or do they just know you are female avatar president of the United well, States? Well, you're female avatar and you can also uh, romance characters. You mm. can romance male mm. or female characters however you'd like. There's no constraints on that sort right, of thing. Right. So th- that is a pretty obvious Mass Effect parody there right. but the fact that it totally lets you sort of go whatever you want whatever way you want with it is so when you're so cool. in the character customization you're not like picking a sexual orientation right that right. is then like enshrined by the game on a character sheet right you don't have to do that at all you can just play it however you want basically you just romance the lady in the game exactly okay. or multiple ladies perhaps mm-hmm. i'm not telling a lady never tells <laughs> i signed an nda on that <laughs> there's an nda on who i could romance yeah but yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and yeah. and the sort of thing that you don't always see in a game of that scope. So I appreciated that yeah. personally. So is it kind of just like an, the – just the, I don't know, sheer volume, like explosion of all this stuff that makes it – I'm like – this is kind of the question <laughs> I asked earlier, I guess. But I'm, I guess I'm still trying to like get to it. So like when you talk about this game being like Matrix parodies, like that's, that's a thing that is not <laughs> like topical or <laughs> – original in any way right like everyone has done the sort of i assume you mean like the bullets flying past or like no i actually mean um well crap this is kind of a story spoiler but it's more into the content of the game itself than any specific feature Uh of the game okay Okay, i really wish i could explain this more but i think that might be uh, nda territory sure um but yeah but but they constructed realities. Weird. Yeah, let's say yeah. that. Is that a narrative g- junk. Let's a, say that a wise old lady who gets recast a third of the way through the story and has amazing cookies. Yeah, mm. there are no cookies. But let's go with that. Let's go with that as as that is somewhat accurate as to the content of the directed story. by the Wachowskis. Oh, I wish it was, but uh, sadly no. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of do. From the game designers that brought you Enter the Matrix. 
Wait, did they design the games as well? I don't know. That game, I remember... I remember the story behind that was it was like Joel Silver, who I think is the like the producer, producer of yeah. that. He was doing press for it and he's like, fans said we want to see you from the Wachowskis on the box. It says from the Wachowskis on the box. They made the game. <laughs> like that was that's how that game was oh. sold. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, the Matrix. So it's it, yeah. yeah. What's wrong with the Matrix? A lot of things are wrong with the Matrix. <laughs> the first Matrix is actually still No, the movie's cool. And sweet. so is the Animatrix. Hmm. I had to point that out contractually. No, I don't know. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> also, have you tried the Animatrix? Yes. Now available on Blu-ray. Now available. <laughs> Twenty years ago. Well, whatever it was. Twenty years. Ago. Okay. Ten years ago. I'm long old. enough ago that it was too fucking long ago. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. All right. I remain unsure about this whole Saints Row thing, but that's <laughs> well. I think I'm you were asking a question me. also about like what makes it special. Yeah. Gameplay wise. Well. I don't even necessarily mean gameplay-wise, honestly, because I feel like I can kind of imagine gameplay-wise. Sure. I guess I just mean, like, when I see when I see the Saints Row or, like, I hear someone describe why Saints Row is, like, hilarious. They're like, it's because you can, like, beat up a guy with a dildo, and then you can call in a robot friend who's made out of dildos, and then you can yes. go and buy dildos from the dildo store that's made out of dildos. And that that's, like, what I... That's how it Just hyperbole, and that's all there to is to like, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this might sound a little weird, but I actually kind of got attached to the characters in the story, hmm. and, that, and that sort of side of it as well. It's sort of earnest in how stupid and over the top it is but also lovable at the same time i'm trying to think of a good like movie version of this and the closest thing i can think of is starship troopers like Mm. it's actually kind of good but it's also so over the top and so stupid and so ridiculous moment to moment that you can kind of enjoy it on the sort of like reptile brain level or and also on the sort of like there's an interesting thing there do the characters inside of the game take everything that's happening to them seriously like is that because i mean in they do more or less yeah in galaxy quest everyone you know is being a wry weirdo about it but it's a movie where it 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 has some degree of impact on the characters and that makes you not want to just throw it away have you seen galaxy quest chris i have but it was on an airplane and it was a long time ago (laughs) (laughs) so i can't i don't remember a lot tons about it but i basically remember it yeah yeah they're just over the top personalities that actually make you care about them hmm. somehow in some way. Weird. Yeah. I'll probably never play Saints Row 4, but I kind of want to more than I did. Yeah, me too. I mostly just want to jump around and collect orbs. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's half of the game, and you can just do that if that's all you want to do, too. It so. is. Well, that is that. all I want to do. There's all you want to do is collect orbs. Collect orbs and sign legislation. <laughs> I'm doing it. That part is pretty fun. Have either of you guys played Rimmed Capsule on yeah, the, on the iOS devices? I have not, sadly. I've been avoiding my iOS device. Oh man, for games lately. Well, you've been avoiding it. Not on purpose, just mm. because of having other games. Oh, sure. to review yeah, and yeah, such. Yeah, yeah. I can't tell if I can actually recommend this game for someone to pay money for. Me too. Uh, <laughs> it's. Uh, I think I can. I think I was given the fact that it's like what three dollars or something. It's it's three or four dollars, and I know based on the number of times that I've played through a complete like gameplay session that I've put at least five or six hours into this game, mm-hmm. which means that I'm the, the, the dollars to gameplay ratio <laughs> <laughs> is high. I mean, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. there's iOS games that I've paid nothing for and played far less, which right. is, but yeah, yeah, yeah. that sounds wrong. That doesn't mean anything from a value proposition standpoint. <laughs> <laughs> like That's infinite right. dollars per I feel like it's for... worth the $3, but I don't know if it's like, I don't know how much more, 
anyway, well, maybe we should talk about what this game. Yeah, is. Let's talk about what the game is. It's um, it's a video game on your uh, telephone. <laughs> yeah, it's basically a simple management game in which you construct a um a space, space station, station out of kind of ran like randomly sized. It's, they're almost like out of Tetris, Tetris blocks. blocks. Yeah, I think they're. I think they all actually are the four. I think they're all Tetris blocks, right? Yeah, it is. It um, is. Tetronimos. Yeah, yeah. It's the, nice. it's your classic Tetronimo set. Yeah, uh, it's it's a really sort of reduced kind of European graphic design look. Lots of like it's mm-hmm. really it's thin, all flat colors, thin fonts, flat pastel colors floating out in space. You just get like the game just starts you with a single block and then a couple of basic resources, and then you drag in a Tetris block and you zone it a hallway or uh, like a kitchen, uh, kitchen. Uh, fucking whatever they are, garden, garden, yeah. <laughs> weapons yeah, you, room, qu- crew yeah. quarters. You create rooms that like generate energy or that harvest materials from like weird floating asteroid things, or you know, grow food and then prepare the food and areas to generate more crew members and areas with weapons in them. And so, and all these things, the kind of dependencies of these are interlocked. So you need resource create, you know, generating rooms to build everything, and then people need food and and um, every so often on an, on a sort of decreasing time interval, you get, a, you get attacked by aliens and you have to you send have to, guys to the defense rooms to shoot them. And, yeah. um, and it's just a loop that just keeps going. Yeah. Your individual guys aren't like, there's nothing specific about them. They're literally just yeah. like two pixel high dots. Yeah. So there's not, it's not like, it doesn't have the XCOM thing where those guys named anything. Yeah, there's no they're just, like, they're just resources. Yeah. They're basically Pikmin. It's not even um, like FTL where you can even identify who's who. Like FTL, there's no actual personality stuff going on. Like but Pikmin, there's, Chris. But there's, but there's names. <laughs> Are they adorable? No, they're literally like no, just, they're literally oh, just rectangle. pixels. They're like okay. white little pixel rectangles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but and they're not like Pikmin. That's true. <laughs> it's true. Well, they, they go, well, when they die. So oh, maybe there's that. That's um, kind of cute. Yeah. They do. And it makes me sad. Um, but the first time that I played, I died in like 10 minutes, but every subsequent playthrough after that has been over an hour long, which is weird for me for an iOS game. Well, it's the thing that I specifically, that makes me ambivalent about the game because Hmm. the, so the game is like, it's essentially a horde mode thing, which is weird. Like you create this base and there's those waves of enemies get uh, thrown at you and you, there's all there's other things like researching you're supposed to research the four uh, yeah but after you do that it just, just keeps going oh, i've still. never managed to research I, all I did four that, of them i did that today uh. and like, um <laughs> so you research these monoliths and you get bonuses for things but like that just helps you out it doesn't it doesn't do anything to the core loop of the game and then the it game just, survives just keeps as long running. as you can yeah exactly huh. and huh. so it just makes it f- so I've, I've got i've gone through two after my initial just shitty thing where i died quickly I've gone through two full loops of this thing, or maybe maybe two or three full loops of this thing. And I, at this point, Jake, you know, same thing. It ends up being like an hour of playtime of going through this loop. Right. And then eventually I just get over. It's almost always the thing that causes me to die is like I'll just – I'll be at such an advanced state with my base where I have so many guys and so much stuff that I'm like, oh, this is running itself. I'll just put this down for a minute. <laughs> and then before I realize it, suddenly there's enemies and I haven't diverted everyone to – to weapons and I'm just dead. And so like it, it's always just some weird little thing. And then I just have to start over from scratch. Yeah. And it feels weird. Like I keep keep feeling like I can get more efficient at it. Like if I can set it up so that I have the garden and the kitchen exactly across the hallway from each other and then have the crew right next to that. Right. right, Like diagonally up from the Mm -hmm. kitchen so that I can then 
harvest food, prepare it, and serve it, and mm-hmm. just restock my troops as fast as I can. Maybe I'll finally get to the point that I can just have enough guys that there's people permanently at every weapon station. Oh, crazy, yeah. But it's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, no, It's never going to happen. It's, that's pretty uh, extreme. Because you also need to replenish those guys when they get... Because the guys in the weapon stations will still get killed when you, they're starting a lot of enemies. Uh, but it's weird because yeah. it's a game where you build a lot of things, and then it just kind of ends. It's just a hard ending, and then it's over, and you have nothing. And it's <laughs> it's weird because it's it feels like the kind of thing where... You spend all this time like building up an economy and like creating things, and then suddenly it's just bop. Like you're done. Yeah. yeah. Usually in games like that, they're kind of sandboxy, or there's some campaign that extends, or there's just a free play thing where you just kind of exist in a simulation. Don't starve is kind of like this though, right? Where you actually build traps and place for yourself to live, and that's what. Uh, I haven't played that erased. game because okay. I'm terrible. I really want to play it. I, mean, I love that game, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it definitely kind of. The excitement certainly chills after a while. But there are seasons. I mean, there are other things going on other than just don't one core loop. Oh, yeah, yeah and Don't okay. Starve. But Don't Starve is a game where when your guy eats it, all the progress that you've made oh, yeah, in yeah, this yeah. person's life is just gone, even it's though all it feels... done. Yeah. Like, that put me off from that game really fast, actually, which is probably probably my bad. I don't really know, but just <laughs> I... When I walked into it, I said to myself, well, this game's going to be kind of like Minecraft or something. Sure. But in Minecraft, yeah. you die and you lose all your stuff and it sucks. But you're, the world that you've built is still there. Whereas Don't Starve just goes, eh. <laughs> Try again next time. Starved. Yeah. yeah. Which, well, I mean, which makes sense. I mean, it's definitely a model that is that is kind of successful now, permadeath-style games. But usually it's just you exploring an area and failing to explore much of it. And it feels different to me, at least in Rim Capsule. You're not even a guy in Rim Capsule. You're just the, you know, disembodied player. You're the player, yeah. Yeah. You're, and you're RTS lord. Basically. Yeah, so your, yeah. Only, your only representation in the game is, like, this this um, space station that you've constructed, basically. Um, so you don't have, like, an avatar that dies. It's just, like, it's like, I don't know, it feels to me like playing SimCity and then suddenly there's just, like, a tsunami or something. And it's like, oh, start over. Um, it's, I don't know. I, yeah. Which is, I, but I... But also the game is obviously deliberately visually stripped down to not actually be as ridiculous as the scenario I just set up. Like it's not SimCity with a tsunami. It's like this very basic arcade arcade looking kind of little thing that's intended clearly to be repeatable and disposable. Um, but I still – I don't feel as much investment with the little guys because I don't play with sound so I don't hear the, I don't hear the little – The cute noise when they die. I don't really feel investment with those No, guys, I know. Though. But but, you, but whatever. Like whether you're supposed to or not, I well, don't. Well, that sound just makes so, me go, ugh. Because like okay, I, sure. I'll be following – like I'll be zoomed in over here and then I hear the choo-choo-choo-choo and then I hear a guy go, ugh. And then I know like, <laughs> fuck. You know, like I yeah, lost yeah, yeah. the guy. Like another man That's the way you get bummed about Pikmin dying as you said. Yeah. But but anyway, so those guys aren't those guys aren't the thing you get invested in. But I do get invested in like the efficiency or the kind of accomplishment of a large base or like researching all the things. And then it just ends in a way that is just kind of anticlimactic like, always. Got, like it's never exciting. Yeah. It's like just, 45 minutes in or so, at least in my place, yeah. is like that's when you've researched a few monoliths. You've got like a couple garden kitchen loops running in different parts of your base. Everything's kind of humming along at a surprisingly efficient rate. Mm-hmm. And then that is when you get to the point where you, your brain sort of gets into the SimCity mode where you're like, oh, yeah. you know what? This is not, not a bad place to live, actually. Yeah, right, because exactly. You just know it's yep. going to only exist for another 15 minutes before yeah. the game just eats it entirely. Yep. You know, which is the best. I, mean, yeah. I wonder if that's sort of an implicit message about, like, we're never going to be able to live in space, humans. 
Aliens will always kill you. It's not sustainable. You, this, you're, the things you just said went from being like sort of started from a position of profundity and then kind of just declined into like a like, deep philosophical message. Just aliens are always going to kill you. The futility you're of just, life and exploration and just, you know, human aliens. pursuit of anything. Aliens are going to kill you. <laughs> That's yeah. what I was going for. There. Yeah. yeah. We're not alone, so I haven't tried. The truth is out there, you guys. The truth is out there. Oh, man. The truth is a weird red vector uh, triangle that shoots you. Mm-hmm. It's also some monoliths that, that give your guns better range. Oh, yeah. They make so. you guys walk faster. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. where did monoliths, you know, I, I've always been curious of the use of monoliths. I know it's the 2001 thing. But I think like, that's all that it is. I think that was just. Yeah, I think it was just I think someone the had so It was either Kubrick or Kubrick made Clark, this up. I like, this well, would I don't be know. A, I mean, I. Together, I guess they did. Uh, I think the book was before the movie. It was technically, but the it was the screenplay. The I think was, was yeah, more was a, written. Was like a, the oh. book, I think was released before the movie came out. But I th- I'm pretty sure that the concept had been like fleshed out pretty heavily collaboratively between okay. Clark yeah, and I think Kubrick those guys before made up the monolith is a thing, and then that just has ingrained itself in people's brains as the thing that makes you smart when you touch it and then also makes you a weird <laughs> So the yeah. monolith well, I mean, really Effect, is a monolith. Didn't Mass yeah. Effect 1 or 2 have yeah, essentially it, it, a thing like that at the artif- beginning? Yeah, alien artifacts that are basically... Yeah, where like the guy, the shepherd, touches it and like then... Has a vision she, like, and then, yeah, 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 has knowledge. Yeah. Protean technology for those... Uh, what? Protean technology. Protean? Protean. Oh, protean. Right. Protean oh, would have like been much proteans. better for that series. It would have been Prometheans. Funny. Oh, protean technology. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Mm. Not to be confused with Prometheus. Uh, lovely film be, from last yeah, year. Not to be con- yeah. confused with precursors from Halo. Not to be confused with <laughs> anything blah, blah, from blah, video blah, blah, games blah. ever. Yeah. Or or just any modern sci-fi film, basically. Mm. Yep. Mm. What, Jake? Mm. What? What are you doing? Jake's stuck in a Do you have a profound thought that's also going to go towards aliens will kill you, man? No. Oh, okay. Sorry. That's all right. That's what I'm here for. No, No, I'm thinking about rimmed capsule. Yeah. It just does a lot of stuff that, like, it takes a lot of real-time strategy, base building, um... I guess kind of tower defensey stuff, and mm-hmm. it slims yeah. it down in a way that's so super fulfilling when you first play oh, yeah, it. But by sure. the last time that I played it, it was just like, yeah. no, no, me too for sure. Especially the, the my my the one I did today because that was one where I did actually research all the things and a little thing like a whole screen pop up. I'm like, oh man, a thing's gonna happen, <laughs> and then it just checks off. Like on my achievement list, like right. researched all monoliths. Right. New alien wave incoming. <laughs> Go ahead, these get new aliens. No, yeah. Do I get new anything. No, yeah. And it's just like I don't. It's yeah. You, the thing you said is 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 really how I feel. The sense that it feels like a really expertly designed um, kind of collection of mechanics, whose overall kind of result is like. I will oh. say it this way: my overall trajectory with Rimmed Capsule is very similar to a game of Rimmed Capsule. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, 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 trajectory, yeah. and I finally hit this pinnacle of like majesty, where I'm yeah. like, this game, they did everything, and yeah. then just oh, I like yeah, just. A straight sort of drop with a really quick fade out, and then I'm at the main menu. Yeah, but then I'm telling people that it's worth the three bucks or four bucks, or whatever. It I, is. I don't know. I think I think just, it probably is. It's just it's. What's funny is that it, I think it's the problem. That, like almost every game has. I feel like so many games have this problem of just the ending. It's just really hard to end a kind of mechanical experience in a satisfying way. Like if I, games have that problem so frequently, and I feel like this game 
just suffers from it to a disproportionate degree mm. because it ends all the time, but it doesn't feel like it's integrated that into the core loop in any meaningful way. It just ends. You know, like we talked about this last week or the week before or something where it's there are games where you die a lot and there's games where there's permadeath and so on that manage to make the death or the restarting of it feel meaningful. And in this game, to me, I guess it doesn't. I guess when I just die, it just feels like, well, all right. Huh. I haven't thought <laughs> about that. If Rimmed Capsules somehow did, not literally the Rogue Legacy thing, but if they had something in there where death was part of the game loop. Yeah. Or if it felt like it was even thematically relevant to something. Like, I just don't really understand. Like, you know what I mean? It just feels so arbitrary. Like, you, there's all this cool stuff you do, and then suddenly it's just, oh, now I guess it's just a little too hard, and it just ends, Man, and that's I would it. actually be happy if at the end of Rim Capsule, your last guy didn't die, but he pressed the button on an escape pod and just flew up. Oh, man. See? <laughs> and then exactly. the thing that says, I am the sole survivor of the previous base. I, it is time to start anew. And well, especially, new especially if yeah. the very first time you play the game, right. that's the first thing you see, and yeah. you don't know what it's referring to. If it just starts off by right. saying, like, uh, you know, I'm the last remaining remember like i will establish you know whatever right. and then it goes and then that loops around at the end yeah like, that, that guy always just rockets out of yeah. it and then starts a new base yeah. yeah that'd be solid room capsule two <laughs> this time you're that guy his genetic ancestors all have uh god what is it that flips things over in rogue legacy uh, oh god vertigo, vertigo? right oh, or something Christ. like that god. the entire castle Did around I describe that have you seen that jake no oh, god so crazy it's so crazy um uh, Rogue Legacy has a one of the random traits you can be born your you know a given character can be right. born with is vertigo and it's and it's like the first time you see it, like the a lot of the traits in that game are basically just gags like a lot of the mm-hmm. traits in that game are basically things that are hilarious the first time you see it and then it's like I never wanted to have and this again useless. ever um, <laughs> yeah. and vertigo is one of them and it just flips the entire game upside down oh like so you you're, pick, you're walking on the ceiling but I mean the game is literally just flipped every, the, everything about the game is flipped right yeah it's it's bonkers like I I actually <laughs> stuck with it for a while when I but that's effectively like some of the platforming levels in Mario Galaxy where you're jumping off the you're jumping off the ceiling for chunks yeah but they're floor. designed to do that yeah they're that's designed true. to do that and like VVVVVV <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like that it's designed this game it's like even the UI, I think, is upside down. Yeah, it's, like, it's, so hurt, it's something really about it. They just take like, the frame buffer and just like flip it. Like they just <laughs> rotate it 180 degrees. It's um, it's it's bonkers. It's uh, impossible to do. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to go. I, I kind of want to go back to um, uh, don't starve because I actually haven't played that game and I want to. Okay. And I'm curious. You've played it, Jake, as well. I only i I think I played about an hour of it. Yeah. Okay. So, that, okay. and I know the basics of that game, but I don't know enough to, to go. But you've played it a lot, Daniel. Yeah, I actually reviewed it um, uh, pretty, you know, a month or two actually after it came out officially or right. whatever on Steam. Okay. But yeah, I played <clears throat> quite a bit of that game. And uh, I honestly approached it in this really kind of ridiculous way. Like, so I'm a runner and I sort of approached it like this is how I'm going to train for a marathon is like how I'm going to play this game. I'm just going to hmm. get better and better and better each time and sort of literally thought of some of my early sessions as training for later wow. because I was terrible at the game at first. I'm also um, fairly new to actually playing PC games, so that didn't help either. Sure. So it was very much, uh, you know, a learning curve, and it's not the easiest game to get into uh, in general. I'm, I'm sure people are aware of what the game is now. You know, it's sort of a little survival sim. has a really cool little uh, gas – what is it? Gashly Crumb Tinies? That's the hmm? – What? 
That, I, I think that's what the art style is referencing. The uh, Gashly Crumb Tinies. I have no idea Gashly Crumb Tinies. Saying it again is not going to make it. Gashly Crumb. No, it's it's sort of that Edward Gorey, you know, okay, goofy sure. art style. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wait, what is yeah. – is that a brand name? Gashly? It, Gashly? Gashly? <laughs> it's a book. It's like a, a graphic novel from the – I don't know what era. Is it Gastly it or Gashly? Like I think it's Gashly, but I, Gashly could, Crumb. I could be wrong. I, my uh, small it. computer that <laughs> I keep in my pocket is over there, and I can't uh, reach yeah. it right now. But okay. anyway, uh, it's a really, really awesome, intensive, you know, systems-based game that does have permadeath, and it it's a huge bummer when you've survived for weeks or months yeah. in game time, and then you know, a- how many actual hours of play is that before you die if you're surviving for months in in oh, that game? God. I don't know. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but it, it feels like a very long time. But is it like dozens of hours or like – I think so, three, yeah. Oh I mean, God, if we're talking seriously? months, going into like the winter season so, and, like, and all far, that good stuff. I know that like when the game starts, you're just a guy in the middle of nowhere. It is very similar to Minecraft in that regard. And yeah. then it is like chop things down, light a fire so that monsters don't come at you at night. But how exactly. – how built up does your life get in that game if you are in like a multi-in-game month playthrough? Do you have like a house that looks like a real house or are you still kind of like – is your guy basically just living in a collection of log sprites that you call a house? Like how, how built <laughs> – yeah. I, don't, I don't have any sense of sort of how far this thing goes, like how sure. deep in you can get and that's – you know. Well, I never had a house that looked anything like an actual house. How and you, you, But you can build a structure? You can build way? structures, yeah, absolutely. And you can sort of refine materials to make better and better structures that have more warmth and, and that sort of thing. Um, I mean, the really crazy thing is to, is sort of how far the tech tree goes into magical territory. Okay. There are, there are like dark magical machines you can create that, that create even more magic. You can, you can do things like... You know, create things. I think it's called a meat effigy that actually uh, you survive if you have a certain item. Like you can survive one death and, and sort of be reconstituted in the world without losing your progress. Gross. Things like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's some pretty gross things. Meat goes bad too in the game, which is totally gross Good. too. Yeah, you can poison yourself, which is. I On guess purpose? realistic. Yeah, if you hate your little your little dude. <laughs> I suck. I'm Starve. the worst. So like <laughs> so like your life sorry, I'm I'm oh, stupidly yeah, totally. curious about this. Your character's life inside of the game when he's lived like two months in, what does it actually entail? Like what are you doing at that point in the game? Well, you can also play I liked playing as more of a hunter gatherer type. Okay. You know, I put down my my structures where I needed them. I made farms and things like that. But I also really liked sort of being a little roving man or woman of the wilderness and sort of bringing my stuff with me, hunting things more often. You can sort of uh, enlist. There are like these man pig things that you can sort of enlist to do your bidding and sort of be your bodyguards and things like that. I I got more into that than the actual, you know, building structures. Right. You got really into the man pig. I I really liked the man pigs. Yeah. Man bear pig. Oh, that's pretty great. So you were then just rolling around with a, like an entourage of man pigs? Like how yeah, does you that... can well you can sort of create how, how many man pigs can you simultaneously have at your beck and call? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I would I would need to talk to somebody from uh Well how many play, did, did but... you have at your maximum man pig retinue? Oh god. I don't even know. I mean it wasn't that many. I didn't have like a massive entourage. Like, of it wasn't man just like pigs. a screen full of They weren't of like carrying me it around. It wasn't like in Diablo little... 2 when you spec out <laughs> no. an, a necromancer to do nothing but just Fill the entire screen with every kind of summon you can, tank everyone's frame frame rate, <laughs> and then have everyone else on your server scream at you. Oh, like what you did? Like, a, like what I did. Is that how you used to play? Oh, yeah. Oh. That was a way that I used to play. That and splatting golems. That and just having the golem poop all over the entire town. <laughs> yeah. 
Internet that sounds things. lovely. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, it sounds it. fun. I mean, I kind of wish you could have your have so many pigs that they just sort of carry you around on, you know, on like a what's that called? Yeah, I'm I'm struggling for the, the name like too. Famous carrier. <laughs> the famous carrier that people you know, have. Like a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like an, a dinner revealer. Like, a, like a, yeah, like an emperor carrier. Yeah, like, that's yeah. probably. What I think that's what it's called. I, I think, think it's a lord carrier. Oh, lord carrier! Oh. God damn it! It's obviously a lord carrier. What am I? Yeah. What am I talking about? A litter. That's what it's called, right? Wait, really? A litter. A litter, like L I T T E R. I believe it's called a litter. All right. I prefer to call it a lord. I think it's a lord carrier. <laughs> but I think lord carrier sounds a lot more, more regal. Yeah. 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 Regal, I like yeah. that better. Were you to look into the Lord Carrier, there would just be a fucking sullen dude <laughs> refusing to make eye contact with you, uh, still staring 300 meters away into the back of his uh, throne room, even though he's now inside this little four by three foot uh, box. <laughs> right. Well, he's looking into the future, or he's looking into posterity, <laughs> right. probably, is where he's yeah, looking. Yeah, inside of that. Yeah. He's uh, looking at the golem pooping, or is that yes. a different metaphor? Well, he's yeah, he's aware. also imagining. That's just what he's. That's just what he imagines to stimulate <laughs> his. It looks like the this Lord is just, Gene. Yeah, just the most sullen man staring off into space. But then, you, if you listen really close, you hear him just go. <laughs> but it's because he's thinking about that time in yeah. his earlier days when he made a golem poop all over a town as the part of his meteoric rise to Lord. Right. <laughs> it's unclear how that fits exactly into the ascent, but it's clearly was important. Yeah. Glory days for yeah. for Lord Litter. For Lord. Lord, yes, glory days for Lord Litter. <laughs> Lord, Lord Litter, born fit. upon his Lord Carrier. <laughs> all hail him. Oh, golem poop. Mm-hmm. Mm. Anyway, Don't Starve, also a game that I enjoy very much. Well, that's all in it, right? That's the game, what the game is, what we just said? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's a lot of pooping golems and litter lord carriers. and You just have to play long enough, you know. If your guy, oh, sure. if your guy lives... Three game years. Right. <laughs> You're for sure in a Lord Litter. What is it? I don't know. What oh, it is. it's Lord Carrier. You're in a Lord, Lord Carrier. Lord Transporter. Yeah. That's a little more assonant. Lord Transporter. A, yeah, that game is. That game makes me feel like an old person. <laughs> you mean because you're bad at it? Yes. But also, I don't know if I could deal with the with the complete investment shutdown of right. getting that yeah, part yeah, of the right. game. That's the yeah. problem. Yeah. And then having it kill me. Yeah. But like. So, so actually, here, here's a here's a question. Um, we were gold blooming in there a little bit. <laughs> so here, 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 it's all in the gestures. Um, uh, God damn it, that wasn't on purpose. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? I can't even remember anymore. Uh, Christ. So, uh, rimmed capsule and don't starve. Like these are both games where you just die, and then it's just everything's over. Um, but it seems to me, and I haven't played Don't Starve, <clears throat> but it seems the entire concept of that game is survival. Like the very name of the game, Don't Starve, kind of implies at some point you're going to starve or die in some way because otherwise you wouldn't be struggling against that thing, right? Right. Uh, I mean, if, if it was a movie, that might be a different story. But in a game, that theoretically goes forever. Like it's kind of a foregone conclusion. Whereas in Rim Capsule, it feels to me like the the thing the game is setting up is like you're trying to gain knowledge or like explore or like set up a sustainable habitat. And so it, it, that is, I think just the, all the combined things the games want game wants you to do, which is like grow food, plan a thing, like find these amazing artifacts and learn from them. Like, right. You at least wish you could have the satisfaction of if your guy doesn't escape, they just like the entirety of the knowledge of those four things goes, then you're like, okay, well now all we're going to do, everyone lights the fucking cigarette because you know (laughs) that it's just a fight to survive. But in the game, like as given, like it feels like all the things you're doing are sort of 
theoretical, hopeful space age. Right. Thing. I mean, there's the defending yourself, but again, it's like purely self-defense. It feels, especially until the very, like, honestly, for me, every single enemy attack I've had, except for the one that kills me, you know, whatever stage that is, like, every single one until then feels super incidental. It always feels like I totally have it covered. Then suddenly it's just like, oh, fuck, it's overwhelming now. So even that always feels like kind of it's a little incidental thing I have to deal with sometimes. But, like, my main business is, like, maintaining this incredible well, space base. And then... For me, it's usually the second to last one is the one where I just go. Oh, you realize it's on now. Oh, yeah, I get, yeah. I, and then because that one ends, and I I started off with fifteen guys. And I have like three, and then I have three guys. Yeah, and, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that is when I'd wish that they would all bite up the the, the cigarette. Right, right. <laughs> well, sure. So even so, that same you know basically the same thing. But it, it that the messages that game sort of sends me just feel totally at odds Do you with that? what is it just is. The question but, of theme, then I don't know. Maybe because I when I hear Danielle when you when I hear you talk about. Well, because you don't have Don't Starve, Starve Rogue Legacy, Sir, yeah. You Are Being Hunted. Right. Like, these all imply... Those are all things where it feels like it's an understanding that this could end really badly. And, like, not just understanding that it could, but that this is actually thematically what Your this game is about. Your fate is inevitable as part right. of the theme. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I don't think... I don't mean to suggest that, like, every story needs to have its theme spelled out in the title in that kind of deterministic way. You have that cross-stitch. <laughs> that's that's true. I have I have that leaning it's against. It's a really them. long cross. Yeah, it's a weird. It's a weird one. Um, Took a while. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but because it's not just the title, it's also just all the th- the things you do in the game and um, all the things you do in in Rim Capsule. I just I don't know. That, that's the thing that I think it leaves the bitter taste in my mouth when I'm when I died the after taste like taste of the Rim Capsule. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 After after a seventy eight minute play session, was it kind of a tease? I guess I'm wondering, like, was it a tease to be building all these things and yeah. not be able to actually sort of carry that on? I suppose so because I didn't know anything about the game uh, when I downloaded it, other than I think I'd seen a screenshot that just was really vague. I mean, it was just a it's vague but evocative. No, it's exactly which is why I downloaded it. It looks really cool. It looks very evocative and cool, but I didn't really know what the arc of the game was or anything. I think for me, it did feel like that actually yeah. because when you get to the end, when all your guys die. It's cool in that it's kind of just stoic and passive about it, but it does the super simulation-y game thing where there isn't really, there's no UI for game over. It just says, everyone is dead, your base is lost, and then it sort of starts slowly spinning. But there isn't a re-roll my base, start over button. You actually have to hit the home key, which goes up, and it still has a resume game button that if you press, the menu just fades out and your stupid dead base comes back up. You have to actually go to the main menu and then hit... New game, and then it says, yeah. "Are you sure you want to start a new game?" Like, yes, I'm sure. There's nothing else. You're not. <laughs> yeah. te- you're not. You're not telling me that it's done. But right. Yeah. There is just nothing left to do, and that is just like. Which yeah, it seems like someone might have thought that's like a really sort of elegant solution, but yeah, it just feels kind of um, irreverent almost, but not in like a sort of an edgy way, just in a way that it doesn't treat this loop. It just why is the game being weirdly aloof you know, in like, a way? Yeah, yeah exactly. It's, it's yeah. weird. Yeah. I almost wonder if it's more annoying in that sense because you're building like a base and it feels more like a building game yeah, as opposed well, totally. to like That's survive as it. one avatar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. It's like uh it's not any one of these individual guys who I would who I'm attached to or that I would expect to survive or anything. It's more just the the concept of the thing. It feels like you're doing things that should have some amount of permanence. But like whatever. Yeah. I a lot of that I I think could be it is just down to this this sort of window dressing and so on. Yeah. That, but but I, that's one of the reasons I was curious about Don't Starve is because that seems like a thing where the entire like aesthetic and mechanics and even title theme, everything of the game is like constructed around the notion that this is all going to be temporary. It also could be completely personal taste. Like I mean, oh for sure. For as yeah, as far absolutely. as I ended up getting, like I did, I only ever got three out of the four monoliths, and I had mm-hmm. a guy 
researching the fourth one when I ate it on my last playthrough and I was annoyed. Yeah. But I wonder if there is, this is a stupid thing to even wonder, but there's got to be people for whom Rimmed Capsule came out and that just defined their iOS gaming life. And oh, now I'm they're sure, insane. Yeah. Like, I'm sure there's high level Rimmed Capsule play. Oh, yeah. I'm sure people really have gotten cool to crazy watch, wave counts. Watching and stuff. someone, yeah. at, like, yeah. I die, I always die, like, between 20 and 30. Uh-huh. Um, but watching someone who's at wave 50, I have no idea what that would even look like. Right. Maybe it's cool. Maybe, yeah. maybe it would make me want to go back and play this game more. Who's to say? I mean, I imagine at a high enough yeah. level, you've got to get to the point where... Aspirational rimmed capsuling. <laughs> at a high enough level, I'd imagine you'd have to get to the point where you just have pretty much everybody on defense all the time with a ton of defensive rooms because the the waves start getting so fast right, but you that can't, you don't have time to reassign all those guys. Your, uh, your defense rooms have an area of coverage where you click on them and you sort of see the little fog of war effectively that goes out or mm-hmm. just, you know, it mm-hmm. draws a big line outside of it. Yeah, they have a radius range. But you can't have defensive rooms that where their radiuses overlap. So you have to keep a pretty, you can't, it, yeah. it keeps mm-hmm. you from having a tight defensive cluster because you'd be able to win really easily with that. So right, right, right. I don't know how you would do it because guys always kill your guys. Yeah. In this video game, guys always kill your guys. <laughs> games. Video yeah. games. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Can we take a break for a minute? Sure. Good. Video games. Hey. Danielle, you made an interesting discovery. I did. I looked up both of these strange things that I brought up during uh, that past segment. And as a matter of fact, it is called litter, according to Wikipedia, also known as a king carrier. <laughs> king carrier. That's correct. And it also is the Gashley Crumb Tinies, book by Edward Gorey, and it was published in 1963. Oh. Wow. Yes. So both of the outlandish things were indeed factually yeah. correct. You revealing that it was called the King Carrier off the air was the saddest thing because it made me explode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was Pretty a really good. great moment in my life. What was, what was the thing we were calling it? A, just a Lord? Lord Carrier. A Lord, Lord carrier. carrier. That's so close to what it's actually called. <laughs> yeah. They meant Lord Carrier. They meant, yeah. History got it wrong. I mean, King Carrier, that's awfully specific. But a Lord is a general term. A Lord yeah. can be can include a king. All kings are lords. Not all lords are kings. Let's draw so, that out. <laughs> little diagram. So this is what you're tr- you're trying to talk about Crusader Kings 2 right now. Uh, yes. uh I suppose. I'll do a quick Crusader Kings update. So... How many uh, hours of total stream are you at? So, oh, gross. Have you, you, I've not been following this probably. Chris, I've been following sort of uh, tangentially. You know of. that it's been happening. That yes. Chris and Nick can't stop playing Crusader Kings well connected to Twitch. Yes, I've seen your Twitch uh, account recently. It's, it's impressive. Yeah, that's a way of Impressive is it. a word that one could <laughs> select. Yeah, I don't know how many, I don't know how many hours we've, it's been, but oh. God, there's something like 13 or something parts on YouTube and, those, uh, those are each about two hours long. Most of them are two hours long, <laughs> and then like the last one of a given broadcast is usually about an hour. So I mean, it's pretty. So you're probably over twenty hours of Crusader Kings at this yeah, point, or you're yeah, at least I'm sure skirting up on. We, we almost hours. we almost certainly are. Yeah, one human day, two man days of heaven expended. It <laughs> actually makes Kings. it seem like less than it than it did to me before. Like if I imagine just power, just a crazy bender where we just load up Crusader Kings. Uh, you know, at midnight one day and then just stream it. And that's how you're closing out the Crusader King stream, <laughs> by the way. Right. Once we're, once we're within like, I don't know, 50 years of the, the conclusion of the campaign. That's when it's midnight to midnight, nonstop yeah. Crusader Kings. Oh man, that should probably happen. Everyone's calling in sick. Streaming. Yeah. 
Everyone's calling in sick and then broadcasting their their activities. Yeah, I'm the, not feeling well. Internet. Anyway, don't look on the internet where it's a video of me in my other office playing a video game. That's how that that goes over really well. Yeah, they call that know. taking a vacation day and not calling in sick. Yeah, and that's the saddest vacation. <laughs> um. So that yeah. So anyway, we've only had one session since um last week's episode, I think. Um, which consisted so. We started off uh, last time with Scotland declaring war on Ireland. Um, so we actually – it was – it ended up being um, – Oh, Scotland declared war on you. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, so it ended up being actually not a huge undertaking to deflect that declaration of war. Scotland specifically um, declared war to try and press a claim on – um, the county of Ulster in Northern Ireland. So you didn't take um, them up on a war then? You actually just, Well, I mean, there was a war, but... Did but, you win? Yeah, we did. We we protected our holdings. Um, but what ended up happening, there was the, like, Earl of that province, actually, of, of Ulster specifically. I don't know if this was related in any way to this, but uh, the Earl of that province, like, a uh, county was... Just kept giving us shit about things. Like, he founded a faction to, like... He basically founded like a political action committee to like put another guy on the throne. It was like Earl me for Ireland. And like that was a thing that he kept getting more and more and more supporters for. And like he was just consistently being a huge butt. And eventually – so we started just goading him at chat suggestion and eventually that resulted in – him rebelling against us and taking like half of the goddamn vassals of Ireland with him. So like suddenly just half of the map, half of the, like the Island of Ireland, Ireland like changed color. (laughs) Yeah. And like not even just a contiguous area, like a bunch of, a bunch of counties all over the Island, like suddenly, um, like all were not ours anymore. Um, were they all unified or were they just a bunch of little separate spaces? They were all fighting together. Um, but they weren't all contiguous, you know. They weren't all right, contiguous yeah, yeah. land areas, but they were all on the same side against against us. Um, and uh, so that was crazy. That ended up actually being the much bigger pain in the ass of that stream. So the horrible punchline to this is we eventually, you know, after a huge amount of effort and um, a lot of war, managed to again reunify Ireland. And so we're finally in like in a, in a position where like this guy who actually rebelled against us, like legally speaking, like we could have revoked his title and like, you know, subjected him to appropriate punishment and like gotten our, you know, the bulk of the vassals back on our side. And then Nick just went fucking crazy and started executing, like just started executing people left and right. At like which, anyone who betrayed him? Yes. And so now, <laughs> now we're, we have the like. The indelible trait kinslayer, like which you get when you've killed someone in your own like extended family, which has like huge stat reductions and like just massive diplomatic, you know. That's a no no. Uh, yeah. So Crusader Kings might just be a Nick Brecken simulator, it turns out. Like <laughs> Yes. It's is it was I couldn't even believe it. It's actually shocking to me how often when we're playing this game. I will like look away from the screen for what seems like just three seconds and then I'll look back to see Nick just doing like the the most outrageous like <laughs> horrible thing. It I, I'm so frequently flabbergasted when we play this game. It's actually shocking. Um, that happened a few episodes – a few times ago when he launched just 
like four successive assassination attempts against the king of France. The worst part is how often it ends up kind of working out in the long run, which is just horrible. Um, this time, I don't think there's a there's a good version like of how this works. Savant version. <laughs> but, you think but, you finally hit bottom? As... Well, it's like I don't know how this is better than like just just putting the guy in prison and having everyone like that. But we'll see. I don't know. Uh, always bet on Brecken, I suppose. Um, so that was what happened. That's just a hilarious personality trait, like sort of holding a virtual grudge against oh, yeah, virtual against characters in a people. little machine. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I find that kind Nick, of awesome. Nick makes fun of Vanaman getting completely enraged at Dota Two bots, yeah. which is a little bit, a little bit more abstract and insane. But Nick still just decapitating everyone because he's actually mad at them for screwing up his Ireland <laughs> is yeah. a little – Well, that's one of the things I was thinking about actually. Like just when I was brushing my teeth the other night, I think it might have been after that after that thing. I was just kind of like just thinking about this game in my head and I'm – one of the things I think games often struggle with when it comes to depicting characters' motivations and, and kind of balance of like moral choices, I think this is an ongoing problem, is how do you reflect – bad choices you know like games usually when they ask you to choose between things they're like balanced in their gameplay implications or like one of them is just obviously a better thing to do and it's like you're not actually that person in reality as the player it's a lot easier to be logical and um kind of objective than an actual human being like people make actually bad decisions in reality all the time that like anybody looking at it from an actual pulled out perspective would be like well that's obviously not what that person should do but like that's never how we make decisions we make decisions like clouded by all the shit in our own brain and all these weird like you know biological and psychological factors that don't necessarily correspond to like the strictly best solution but when you're playing a game you're not that actually that person so it's it's really easy to just do the thing that is rationally from a gameplay perspective best for you at any time. But in Crusader Kings, um, you frequently have – like just at any given moment, you can do all kinds of things that are just really terrible decisions that there isn't – like yeah. you don't get anything for. It's like you can just kill this guy and it's like it's all negatives. Like the game will just tell you. It's like you will get minus diplomacy. Like your people will like you less. Like this will be – like the game doesn't yeah. try to be like but you – you get all their Renegade gold points. or something. Like, yeah. It means that the game is simulating you being a real person, though. I mean, Crusader That's what Kings, I mean. That's what I'm you getting being, at. you being someone who's born into royalty, who has no actual sense of the real yeah. on-the-ground ramifications of your actions, where you can just wave your finger and yeah. a man is executed. Yeah. And that makes me terrified of Nick Brecken ever ascending to royalty. <laughs> like, if there is a King Ralph scenario where it's revealed that Nick is, like, 476th in line for the yeah. throne. Nick Nick will actually just assassinate the royal baby. Like, Nick will actually just do <laughs> the thing he's been doing dies, in this except game. for that baby. And then Nick is, like, that carves out that, like, 375-person right. line yeah. straight to Nick. I was looking up Nick's name, actually, Brecken, on the internet. And that defends – that derives from, uh, like – Brecken, presumably spelled like B R Y C H A N or something. O N. It's <laughs> it's a Welsh name from like the fifth. It was it's a well. It was that name derives from an, a Welsh a Welshman named that in like the fifth century or something. Okay. So Nick has you know ancestry that goes back to the British Isles. I mean that was way Probably before royal. the current you know royal families dynasty. But like you never know. He'll marry in. He could yeah, take that's true. Take over the world. I mean, geez. Yeah, yeah. Give him some credit. Yeah. Nick's gonna marry that royal baby. Gross. He's gonna have one of those gross <laughs> turtles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
God, that's just the shit you do in this game constantly, though. Yeah. It's like betroth your lords to zero-year-old wives. And I don't know shit. With, like, if I don't know if gay marriage is legal in the in the UK, but it is. Okay, then there's there could be a royal arranged gay marriage, the same as there could be any other goddamn arranged marriage. So I. That's my, my help. It's entirely possible. He could have a May, what is it, May-December relationship that blossoms into a marriage with the royal baby. That's true, but it still wouldn't be In he, 18 years. <laughs> that's, no, Nick Breckman. He, would, he still wouldn't be the actual ruler, the though. UK. The baby would be the actual king. Nick would have to then orchestrate a change in the rules of secession <laughs> and kill that fucking baby. <laughs> or if the baby He has dies. experience doing this. He knows what he needs to do. He needs to find a way to imprison that's, that baby. That's true. He has a very dim understanding of these things. That's the that's the, <laughs> the reality about our Crusader Kings 2 thing is that Nick has these like super vague concepts of how like these succession and dynastic rules work and then based like based on this like tiny glimmer of understanding so he'll he, launch the most decisive insane so he's, he's in the action. You can't try a husband and wife for the same crime uh, area <laughs> right, of understanding exactly. of how yes. like medieval European politics work. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah good it's pretty it's pretty good um so anyway i was that that was a th- that might be enough of that yeah. i don't know yeah, yeah yeah that was I just some stuff i was thinking about with respect to that game oh okay you can talk about that no i just meant all the stuff about like in, inhabiting a character and like yeah. the 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 but, idea of like a choice that isn't paired with just an obvious direct gameplay benefit but, i would love to see that done well just as you mean in, a, in like an avatar-driven game? You mean yeah, not one that's would, not like and this? not a weird abstract sim? Exactly. Yeah. I, I would really love to see a story-based game that does that well. It's really, really hard to get people to keep playing the game. Oh, I'm sure. It yeah. is really like Right. And that's the thing you don't have to worry about. In like a film or something or a book, it's like the character right. just does the things. You know, right. They don't all need to be sympathetic things. Right. Because someone, the, someone makes a bad decision in a film on screen and you just go, oh my god. Or you at least sort of go, well, I'm detached enough from you that I can sort of like – you know, excitedly look to see how this is going to fuck your life. But in right, a video right. game, you're like, that's me. I would never do that if I found out that was going to happen. Rewind. Right. Like, you know. Well, even without the rewinding, usually stuff is yeah. telegraphed in a... Yeah. Like, usually if a game makes you make a bad decision, they do it without... Like, they do it in a way that is, like, suddenly, ha, cutscene, bad thing. You know, it's like a the same exact way a movie does. Like, they won't yeah. actually give you the choice, rarely anyway, will give you the choice presented in such a way that putting a human you, being would actually be making it. Right, putting you in that, like... Television drama season finale moment where you look at the choice that you clearly should make and then the choice that you kind of want to make but you know that every single thing about it is bad and it's going to just – it's guaranteed to fuck everything up and somehow – Getting people to do that correctly, like is that what you're talking about, or like um sort of? Except that's like a very loaded example because okay. that's the thing you describe. It's like most games that do that, they have like two binary options, and you know that either one was supported right, okay. by the designer. So there's going to be like a really cool thing either way, right? Like Mass Effect endings, things like that, where it's right, like yeah. the game's still going to pick you up and give you a legit yeah, yeah, experience. Yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. That's it's just, but I mean, like more moment to moment decisions that that aren't just completely calculated in a in a um. Um, kind of min-maxing kind of way, even on like a light mm-hmm. scale. I don't know. It's hard. To, it's hard to describe. Like it's a weird thing. I mean, part, I think part of the reason simulation games are um, better at achieving that is because you make decisions so frequently, um, and they're in the context of so many other decisions, and like sometimes they're not. Like there's just a lot of decisions to make. You know, we're usually in a uh, most of the moment-to-moment decisions you make in an avatar-driven game are like really fleeting things that don't really matter. Like should I go this way or that way? Or should I use this gun or that gun? 
And, you know, those are things that are totally incidental or they're big moments where it's like you're choosing something and the game is like declaring you to be choosing something. And you know that it's a choice with a capital C and like there's content supporting it. And neither of those are really the way people tend to make decisions about important things in in reality. So like simulation games kind of operate a little bit more how people operate in life where it's like you kind of just do things on an ongoing basis where you're making decisions and like a lot of them actually do impact other things. Some of them don't really so much. Some of them are obviously big and important. Some of them aren't necessarily obviously big and important. Um, there are probably avatar given driven games that have done this well. And I've probably even played some of them and I'm just, I'm just, you know, can't, I'm just as always can't think of them right now. But anyway, yeah, I keep thinking of um, the end. I'm sure you guys already talked about this, so I won't go on about it. But this entire discussion is reminding me of the ending of The Last of Us. We've not talked about that because Jake hasn't played that game. And you haven't beaten it. I won't you? touch I it then. You have. You completed it. Yes. Oh, shit. If you guys want to talk about the end of The Last of Us, it's fine. I don't mind. We did. We talked about it the other yeah, day. We actually actually. <laughs> yeah, we actually totally did. And we're but a little bit are, odd. Are you not going to? Well, I didn't know she was going to be on the podcast at the time. Yeah. Totally um, true. Are you? If you give me a sec, I can I can commit to at least getting a chunk through that game so we can mm-hmm. talk about it. Yeah, I'll wait till next year, I suppose, because he played it as well. He's, we he we finished it together. So. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, that's all right. I was pretty. I will say I was pretty mixed about it. Okay. Yeah. But um. Yeah, that that's an interesting. That you're right. That is an interesting kind of. Uh, it's interesting in this context, but. Um, Do you guys want to just talk about it? No, 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 no. It's all right. You want to just. I'll I don't want to ruin your life. You want to, uh, <laughs> you people it, listening and I'm like, yeah? fuck, bro. <laughs> I, I want to talk about something completely different for oh, half yeah. a second. No, please do. Um, it's Pikmin 2. Ah, <laughs> yes. I'm always That's all right. I'm I love Pikmin 2. Wait, have you, have played, have you the played the multiplayer? multiplayer? Yes. What? Really? I mean, it was a while ago, but yeah. Okay, you're one of the rare few yeah, who actually have played the Pikmin 2 multiplayer. Yeah. Pikmin 2 multiplayer is really good, right? It's fantastic. Okay, welcome. You're officially you're allowed to come on this podcast in the future if you like. <laughs> if you hit either back. Pikmin 2 or Far Cry 2, apparently, is the immediate <laughs> right. just like... Yeah. The two That's awesome the, random sequels yeah, that are... Yeah, uh, the top of the Isle of Thumbs zone. It's yeah. called that now. <laughs> um, no, I was... <laughs> Pikmin 3 existing. I haven't played Pikmin 3. I don't own a Wii U. But Pik- Pikmin 2, just Pikmin 2 versus, like, hours and hours. Chris and I, we've talked about it. We've done a couple streams of Pikmin 2 versus. And Pikmin 3 existing at all, just, like, somehow, I, it, it was the thing that I didn't think it would get me, but it got me where I just keep looking at it going, there's a Pikmin 2, there's a new Pikmin out there. There's an HD Pikmin out there. Yeah. It has a multiplayer mode, but its its multiplayer mode is something that is not the same sort of like simple real-time strategy that's in Pikmin 2. It's like, called like bingo mode or something yeah. like that. I don't know anything about it, but I sort of, I got to the point that I was looking at like, oh, Target has a sale on the Wii U. Oh, what's, you know, how much is it going <laughs> right. for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, is anyone selling yeah. it used? And then I sort of said, no, no, I cannot. <laughs> I have to channel this enthusiasm back into Pikmin 2. So, <laughs> um... I've started becoming obsessed with us. That's the le- that is the least um, like comprehensible moral stand to take. You know, like to anyone in the universe except for like me, basically. Right. You say, you declaring <laughs> that that's like. But I usually when someone says something in that tenor, it's like. But I knew I had to 
devote this time to volunteering for like, you know, it's, like <laughs> no, it's not a moral stance. It's, it's a declaration know, it's of a weakness. Sign. It's like a last minute, like throw the tracks before the train just completely goes off the cliff, which was me spending $350 for a game console. I don't want plus $60 for a game. I don't even think that I want where I'm like, right. okay, no, what I have to do is get excited about the, the game that made me excited about this in the first place. I have to. Yeah. Um, so like, fortunately, that's an easy task. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, it's Pikmin 2. That's fucking great. So I've become obsessed with Chris and I doing some streams of it, which we absolutely have Excellent. to do. Um, but then I started reading the something awful Pikmin mega thread, like because there's a thread that's dedicated oh, nice. not just to Pikmin 3 but the entire series. And then that led me to uh, an article, which turned out to be written by Richard Terrell, a Richard Terrell who is um, he. He writes for a, the blog called criticalgaming.com, critical-gaming, but then he also made the sports friends game Barabari Ball. Oh, nice. Um, okay. Which I'm actually going to get distracted from Pikmin for two seconds to That's talk fine. about because what that game actually looks like basically is a is Super Smash Brothers-esque sort of platformy fighting mechanics but with a ball. It looks good. I mean, I've only played a few minutes of it. Um, I, have to- I haven't actually played that one yet. It it's very it's very Smash Brothers esque, right? In that there's yeah. there's sort of so you've played it, Daniel. Yeah, yeah, I, I had like five minutes with it. Okay, yeah, yeah it's, but... it's got a floating platform. Like I don't know, you guys both played it at events or something, probably. Uh, I backed the Sports Friends Kickstarter, but I just started getting into the alphas for those that are uh-huh. never sent out. But right, no, I mean, I, mean, I backed it, it, it I backed it as well, but but like generally I, speaking, those it, games. It's been at a couple of the are, big GDC events, but yeah, I never right. I never played it there. Yeah, they yeah. they had it at E3 at Sony's booth. Oh, cool. So. Um, it's it's. You know, floating platform, you fall off of it, you die. Your characters who have sort of brawly, quick punch and kick moves, multiple jumps is a thing. Your characters mm-hmm. actually have, I think, at least the character that I was playing as when I was dicking around had six jumps, which is nuts. Like, you you know, you right. have yeah, yeah, double, yeah. triple, quadruple up to, like, whatever it is, sex, temple, jump. Yeah. But there's, um, it's not just person-to-person combat because there's a ball in the game. Which your your objective is to throw the ball off the opponent's side of the level. So if the ball falls off the bottom of the screen off their side, you get a point. Mm-hmm. Um, but because characters can multi jump, it just turns into yeah, this it's insane, crazy just aerial like guys battles. Flying yeah, all yeah, over yeah. The place. Like it's yeah. it's nuts. But that anyway, that game is <laughs> apparently made exactly for me. And then I found out that that was the guy who wrote this article, which it's is like also, series of articles, right? Yeah, like, it's it's a nine article series where it's it's. Um, I thought it was real at first because I'm a fool, but it's not. It's um, <laughs> it's a weekly log from a guy who claims that he signed up for UC Berkeley's StarCraft class because UC Berkeley has a class on StarCraft, but he didn't get in because it was full. And then the um, his academic advisor said, oh, maybe you'd be interested in this other class. It's also a real-time strategy class, but um, it's, a, it's a, a little more off the beaten path. And he went to some, like... Open Gaz- gazebo or yeah, something like, gazebo, like open air classroom for like uh yeah. like a seminar course with only like six people in it and a teacher who he just referred to as like professor, professor k, k. <laughs> who then who then said we're going to talk about pikmin 2 multiplayer for the duration of this course and it was uh Excellent. A, it's this article series about this guy and his friend who are hardcore starcraft players and that class basically full of People who have only played things like uh, he cites StarCraft, he cites a couple other uh, pretty heavy strategy games, but it's gen that it's then just this multi-week, really in-depth dissection of Pikmin Two versus and uh, like the way that it's framed is so good because the professor says I, this game is incredibly deep, but it looks surprisingly simple. I'm not even sure as the teacher of this course if I would say this is a good game, but we're going to spend the entire semester. <laughs> 
studying Pikmin <sighs> 2 versus to see what makes it work and maybe we're going to learn something along the way. And, like, it's so good. It's, like, I feel weirdly vindicated as a person for, like, Pikmin 2 versus <laughs> totally. because of this thing. You know who needs to read this, then? I actually haven't read the whole series yet, but Nick Brecken needs to read this. Because, like, last night or two nights, I don't know, recently. Oh, Nick thinks Pikmin 2 is for babies. Yeah, he was, like... Yeah, I just don't see what you guys see. I just don't get what you guys see in that game. Oh, I've man. played it. It's cool. just a stupid game. Oh, man. I'm Nick Reagan. Gotta read the article. <laughs> That's how he said it. It, like, it talks about every single thing. It talks about, yeah. you know, the value of Pikmin as units that that serve weirdly as economy and fighters uh-huh. and uh, an extension of your sensory input in the game. It talks mm-hmm. about, like... It's weird, but it's Does good. It talk about the weird, like, split-screen, screen-watching like, dynamic? I don't know. I skipped a couple of the very okay. last weeks, so I haven't finished it yet. Uh-huh. I don't know, actually, if it does talk about that. Because that's a thing no one ever yeah, talks about. But, like, exploring. Halo 1, that was a huge thing for me. Like, Pikmin 2, that's a huge thing for me. I think that's a really fascinating... Jake, you and I have talked about that a lot in Pikmin 2. The idea of, like deliberately masking what you're doing and like faking out your opponent yeah. by making it look like we, you're doing yeah, something you're not doing. Like, like my favorite yeah. strategy in that game or my favorite sort of just like single input in that game is doing something just completely bombastic and knowing that I got away with it because I flip the left stick so my guy walks the other direction <laughs> and then re-Z target the camera so it just whips everything that I did yeah. out of sight and you just see the most innocuous looking patch of grass yeah. as my guy's just derping along and you have no yeah. idea what it is. That was especially fucking fun when we were live streaming it because there were people in chat who saw who were just like, (gasps) and then you would look at the screen and be like, oh, what? Oh, check this out. But then meanwhile, like four marbles are just dumping into my base. (laughs) Oh, man. But yeah. That's brilliant. Pikmin 2 versus, but that, uh, I'll link it in the forum thread for this episode on our forum. I may as well just uh, reblog it on the Out of Thumbs blog. Oh, yeah. Because... If you have watched the Pikmin streams that we've done, I think we've done a total of three. Like, Inclu- we, including the like countdown. I think we did one dedicated Pikmin 2 stream. We did one at the very end of our Kickstarter countdown. And then we did one when we were waiting for something else to show up, I think, or something oh, weird like yeah, that. Yeah, like yeah, it might yeah, have been like in the SimCity stream or some yeah. weird thing. Oh, right. I think that's Maybe correct. one of those. Yeah. Um, our obsession with this game might actually be at least kind of justified. By this article series. Oh, it's clearly justified already. <laughs> it's already justified, but I think it's <laughs> the value of this game as a really tight yeah. and different real-time strategy game mm-hmm. is, is quantified yeah, as in a an amazing way design. by that guy. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's yeah. so good. Yeah. Wow. It. Yeah, I need to read it. I was going to say, uh, when you started your story, I actually had a really similar experience with the Wii U. Because that's the one uh, console that I don't have right now is the Wii U. And it's like, oh, I'm a reviewer. It's the one I'm supposed to have a lot all of people of don't have right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I, I'm a huge Pikmin fan. And I watched my, my colleague, Phil Kohler. That, that was alliterative right there a little bit. Anyway, uh, he was playing it the other day, and I was like, "Oh my god, I really want to Wii U for this." If and I went your home. Colleague Phil Collar. Yes, he's be. my Pikmin colleague, Phil Collar. Yeah. PK 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 PK. Yeah, colleague with a K, I guess. I don't know. Speaking of PK, as in Walter PK, another thing I just thought of Wait, right what? here. Are you ready? Uh, when you're talking about your screen watching sort of thing, I kept thinking about that like 1997 Goldeneye cardboard oh, yeah. thing that you could put on your TV. Wait, playing what? Goldeneye. Oh, yes. This was for people who were like this, hardcore. This was a peripheral? This could... was a real thing that people sold on the internet in like 1997. That's it was like amazing. a cardboard um, divider for your yeah. screen. Gold if you played four screen? player, yep, <laughs> four player Goldeneye. And I just kept thinking about you guys so playing what, it like that. Was it a specific size? Like, was that just everyone had the same shitty little TV? I basically? mean, like, I, 
I didn't have it. So it was just sort of one of those things that I, you know, read about in EGM sure. or you just whatever at the time. Owning, did yeah, it I just kind like, of wanted it. Sweet exactly. graphics on it that make you feel like you're in like a like warehouse or whatever like, that yeah, game yeah, is yeah. like set in. <laughs> It just has the a screen picture of Pierce Brosnan yeah, on the side like, of it. It, <laughs> it probably does. If it did. basically is like artwork from an arcade cabinet. <laughs> right. Just with, with like just some weird collection of like game wall assets, but then also like gradient into Pierce Brosnan with the gun like up against it. With the explosion behind him and the two Bond girls, the sort of golden eye yeah. image. Hopefully yeah. also with his like the top half of his head and the like barrel of the gun also actually being like cardboard – like. Poking up out of the top. Oh, I they like, are cut off by the top. No, yeah, like right. die cut out of the if top. Your TV like, is small. You have to actually just exact the knife that half of Pierce Brosnan's head off, right, or yeah. it will fall off your TV. Cut his yeah. hair off, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought, or I thought you were going to say that Pierce Brosnan himself then had like a quad view over his face so that he couldn't watch other people. Like, <laughs> He's watching it the whole time. Also it comes with it comes with another smaller piece of cardboard that you have to fold and like insert tab A to tab B and that's the little like right. weird screen around his eyes. Right, so Pierce Brosnan <laughs> and the two other Bond girls also are not allowed to see each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's sort of like a, an instruction manual right yeah. on the box right there. <laughs> this is how to use this. Only have three friends. Just place Pierce uh, in the fourth <laughs> screen. <laughs> you have no friends? It's perfect. But There's two Bond girls and Pierce. But license, so this would actually just be like... Whatever. Oh, some horrible guy in a tuxedo, right, like weird Pete, <laughs> Pete Bronstring, <laughs> the guy with the ponytail oh, and Bronstring, a Pete rented Bronstring. tux. Yes. So it, wait, so it was a four-way thing? Yeah, I think so. That is ridiculous. So what did you all? I think just you could repartition it. You have to just it. fucking marks marks brothers it up in front of your like. <laughs> what is the? Like, or how long does that thing extend out? For? Uh, yeah, like how do you all look into it? Like there's ones that are under other ones. Like how do you? Yeah, and couldn't you actually decide like if you wanted your screen horizontal or vertical? If it was three. Or well, if there's so, four yeah. though, like would you have like a periscope like set a up four, with like yeah, like. like a- Cross. It keeps you from cheating at Mario Kart too, which is nice. Oh yeah, that's right. It works for multiple games, mm. but I only ever you heard have to of buy the attachment of like imitation, the laminate like guy <laughs> dressed up as Mario that you put on the thing. The guy in a sad go kart and the yeah. go kart is broken. <laughs> yeah, it's actually just a uh, nonstick decal of blue overalls that go over Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> <laughs> over that guy, over yeah. the weird lookalike, just generic yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. What is that guy without any of the attachments? Paul. His name is just Paul. He's just a he's just a dude. Just he's just a, a guy. Hopefully, it's just the guy video in game guy boxer shorts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just a sad Cheeto nerd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What this attachment? It didn't actually cover the screen at all. It turns out that was a misnomer. It was just a video game. It's just generic a weird companion. It's just a companion for you, <laughs> for, for your, your video game room. Yeah. <laughs> He plugged into the memory expansion slot of your Nintendo 64, <laughs> not for any purpose other than to keep him standing up in your right. living room. There was no electronic component yeah, to right. this man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's basically as useful as um, ROB. Yeah. So. You could also dress him as ROB. Yeah. Hopefully you could. <laughs> yeah. What? Were we talking about anything real at any point? Oh, just read that. Oh, just you being Pikmin excited two. about Pikmin, Pikmin yeah. yeah. I'm only, yeah. It's oh, all man. I'm going to scream Pikmin 2. It's good. God, I love Pikmin too. Yep. I also haven't played it since, you know, 2004, whatever it was. The game's really good. The multiplayer holds up really, really well. Oh, that's awesome. It's awesome to hear. Cause there's, well, mainly because there's literally nothing else like it, really, right? Like, there's not... Just the Overlord series. I don't know if you played any of those. Yeah, I have. I mean, do those have that They're same versus multiplayer, though? No, I don't think that, so. That's, I guess, more what I'm talking about. Like, there's yeah. nothing... There's no multiplayer game that is quite like that, that at least that I'm aware of. 
Yeah. Super good. We're going to do more streams. Jake is working on some updated. I uh, might be building some pro gaming overlays. Oh my god! (laughs) Excellent. They look pretty good. Yeah, because we we play this game with a, a dolphin emulator, so. So you can play it on PC and run it at high res. And it seems like what the game actually needs is maybe some like chrome and like hewn stone with lava coming out of it. I think that's really the Pikmin experience that the Twitch audience will be able to relate to. (laughs) So um, I'm working on trying to put that together. Um, Now that I've promised it on the podcast, I fucking have to do it. (laughs) Well, that's why I brought it up. (laughs) No, whatever. It's 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 important. I think you need video game guy in there too. Just a little homage to video game. Oh man, that's the guy who like. Gives you weird little factoids and stuff about the players. The, like Jake Rodkin has an eight five record the, in the are you league. Talking about, you're talking about nonstick decal. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Like new, like like uh, local network identification, like ID style, where he weirdly like just pops up in a horrible animated pose. Like what? He's Six Flags guy too. Or yeah. is that fucking the World of Warcraft uh, dance like monster dancing. that shows up in the bottom corner of TV, right? Or on banner ads everywhere yeah, yeah, across yeah. the internet. He's very yeah. versatile. Yeah. No, it's like the it's you know it's like when a sitcom is coming on on like yeah. on network television and the guy kind of walks in and like folds his arms and smirks and then like <laughs> then the time away. that it's airing like comes out of him and right. says friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's what ours are going to have definitely. I'm committing to that. <laughs> now I've said it on the podcast so you have to do it, right? Uh, that's how this works. That might exceed the motion graphics and actor budget of zero dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll do what I can. <laughs> I'll try. I'm sure you'll be able to find a model somewhere. Video game guy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so find kind of a generic looking kind of white guy. You're in the looks mission like might, right now. That's he not might hard. be really into I'll video games. I don't know. I don't know if you can find one of those. Video game guy. No, not video game protagonist. <laughs> video game guy. Yeah. Do you like playing video games? Do you want to make money at home playing video games? Oh, God. You, you, this is actually, this is, you're going to be competing with like, I don't know many companies who also advertise on Facebook. This is this is like a make money at home playing video games, Chris. Yeah, it's a real life. Test this social MMO. No, no, this is actually just a released free to play game. <laughs> uh, do we want to do reader mail and then run yeah. away forever? Let's do it. Um, Con writes. Hello, Hello, Thumbs. Were you intentionally using the majestic plural when discussing your action in Crusader Kings 2? Or is this just a hilarious unintended consequence of saying we instead of Jake and I? You talked about our actions in such a straight, unassuming way. I found it funny. Thanks, Khan. P.S. Love the show since forever. That was was not delivered, but it is now, right? It's sort of (laughs) delivered. Well, first of all, it's Nick, not Jake. Yeah. But um, it actually is kind of delivered only in the sense that I I have thought, I have noticed it before because it's such a weird way to speak. Say then we killed this guy's wife. Then we married his baby. Like all that. It's I mean that's weird for other reasons. But it's good that it's ambiguous. Uh, that is weird. You and Nick exactly. I feel the, like the royal we. even though Nick is usually the one um, controlling the mouse and often makes decisions unilaterally that are questionable. Um, generally speaking, it feels like we are just communally playing the game. So the royal we could be you and Nick or King Sean. The first Vanaman or Nick Brecken. Right. Exactly. Okay. Oh man, the thing I didn't I think I didn't mention in the recap of our Crusader Kings 2 this week is we lost two kings in that playthrough. Like this is this is the most extreme like succession frenzy we've had in any of our any Hopefully of these today. Video date. game man came on and said succession frenzy. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. just popped up right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um we uh, one of them died 
so King Sean the second, uh, God, I, I can't remember the order, but like we lost one King to illness and one King in battle. And our current King is genius baby. Who is like, I can't remember his actual <laughs> name. Cause we just so like chat dubbed him genius baby because he's I was like way better stats than any of the other Kings we've had this entire time. Even as full grown men, he's already way smarter and better at diplomacy and statesmanship and stuff. Um, until Nick just fucking nerfed him entirely by killing every, like murdering oh, everybody. Oh no! So you had King Genius oh Baby, God. a Kinslayer. Yeah, exactly. So <sighs> yes, that is now. I'm so who, disappointed. Yeah, it's a weird. He's a weird kid. Um, we are a shitty king. You figure <laughs> out for yourself what I meant by that. <laughs> anyway, uh, let's see what else do we have here. Um, Alex Lovendahl says fighting game stuff. Hey, thumbs. I was listening to e- the E3 week podcast where you guys were talking about Smash Brothers and fighting games, and I wanted to talk a bit about why inputs can get so crazy. One of the issues with having a universal moveset, such as with Smash, is that every character is forced into the same movement patterns. Compare that to Street Fighter, where most of uh, Ryu's moves are pretty universal, and Guile's moves also always require him to defend before attacking. Guile's special moves always begin with holding back the stick, meaning he has to pull back to attack. When all characters have the same controls, it leads to characters being optimal for a single control design and reduces variety. This can be seen in a couple of games. Smash Brothers Melee became infamous for the sort of Fox versus Fox only game because Fox is the optimal optimal character for the Smash moveset. This was lowered in Brawl, but Meta Knight has never been less than the best character in the game. In Marvel versus Capcom 3, which mostly supports the same moveset for every character, the top tier character, the top tier characters Magneto, Virgil, Doctor Doom, and Wesker are pretty much represented in every match because their crazy combos are especially easy to execute. Part of this is an issue of balance, but I've definitely noticed that games with universal movesets like Smash tend to have this problem. You wind up with more variety in a game like Street Fighter because players will have different advantages and disadvantages with regard to control. And while Smash is especially simple in control, some players are effectively boxed out by universal movesets in other games. For example, I have a friend who wants to play Marvel vs. Capcom 3, but he can't perform quarter circles reliably, so the game's cast is mostly unavailable to him because almost every single character has a move centered around that. Just some thoughts to chew on. I enjoy Street Fighter and Smash both, and I think your points are valid, but there are counterpoints that need to be considered. Thanks, Alex from Chicago. A smart dude wrote us. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Someone who knows way more about this stuff than yeah, I do we, has we an opinion about shit it. shit about fighting games, but I like yeah. Smash Brothers a lot. Yeah. I don't like Smash Brothers enough to get to the point where any of the things that he said actually mean anything to me uh, of meaning. I mean, yeah, but you theoretically you can understand, understand everything that, that he yeah. says. Yeah, it's, it's never going to have an impact on my game. And right, no, me game, too. But it's yeah, super exactly. good to know that stuff. Yeah, for sure. It's funny, actually, because it makes me – I realized as, as I was reading that, it, it makes me kind of re-examine one of the comparisons I brought up. I think I brought up StarCraft as an example of um, how um, – as a PC gamer, I, I'm not generally accustomed to – well, I've played a million bajillion console games too. But like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think – I, I have less of this sort of like deep, um, lifelong, instinctual connection to a controller that – a lot of people who grew up on console games do. Um, where on PC games, like you can often change your uh, key input configurations and like use the lean on the mouse more or the keyboard more or whatever, depending on the game. Yep. Um, and I brought up StarCraft as an example of a thing. Like, oh well, in StarCraft, like no matter what race you play, like the it's kind of just a grid of buttons you input, and like the mouse moves around the same way. But like, of course, um, the three races in StarCraft actually play drastically differently, and that's actually been if anything, increased in StarCraft 2 um, where there's just whole mechanics that only apply to one race versus another. And that's um, that's uh, a big part of what makes um, different matchups in that game really exciting and, and kind of 
uh, what makes the one of the things that makes the professional scene really cool. And then it also makes me think about uh, Lords Management games like Dota and uh, uh, League of Legends, which is interesting because those games all have the exact same inputs, but because they're just generic keyboard keys, they can just, mean anything. Like they can mean like, absolutely it's anything like it's, at all. It's execute bespoke move. Though. Exactly. Right. Right. Like, do what this guy does. Yeah. Right. I know what those games are. What? Nothing. I might have just accidentally erased the email that I was going to read. Oops. Oops. What was it? It was. I'll find it. Uh, Should I keep going? Uh, I actually, if I could jump, oh, yeah, in, on that jump in on that particular it, it point, it is a little bit of a tangent, but it, it has a lot to That's do fine. with sort of uh, controls and sort of what's mm-hmm. natural and what makes sense to people. Um, so my girlfriend never played a video game before she met me and she's mm-hmm. a doctor. She does, you know, medical procedures all the time. So yeah, she has yeah, extreme yeah. dexterity. Has, um, she, <laughs> has she played the crazy Da Vinci? Are you familiar with this? The like, no. oh man, we had a reader mail a few weeks ago about a thing called the, um, do you remember this, Jake? The Da Vinci. It was after we played Surgeon Simulator. Mm-mm. Oh god! Someone wrote in about the like actual real. Sorry, I'm immediately derailing. No, no, no it's it's cool. Um, yeah. Uh, have you seen Surgeon Simulator? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah okay. I actually saw your. Uh, okay, okay. Extreme. So so there's a um, actual real like professional medical oh, man. thing of this called yeah. like the Da Vinci movement system or oh, something we, like. We read the reader mail about this. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like you know. Oh, man thousands and thousands of dollars and it's like a super precise like i saw a video of someone doing this and like there's one of the exercises of a competing one to this i think was like pick up little rings and put them on side pegs and it was crazy to see these like robotic hands like That's move amazing. these things around as as someone was like manipulating it with some kind of control i don't know whatever it was a crazy it was like amazing thing i don't know if Teresa has like ever u- used any of those things but i would be super curious to talk to someone who actually has done that i mean she could like i'm thinking about it now i mean she's done surgery surgeries before she's right done she's an a- actual legitimate medical <laughs> professional for real yeah I'm, I'm but like when i first introduced her to games uh we played you know super mario new super mario brothers or whatever the original mm-hmm. sort of wii version and she could not jump for the life of her mm. she just could not manipulate the controller yeah but when i gave her a 3d game which was infinitely more complicated i actually gave her bioshock um, and she immediately was was able to sort of suss out 3D space oh, and shooting and everything else. Yeah, so yeah. It, it, whenever people bring up sort of like what kind of control inputs are natural, I'm always sort of fascinated by like what experience people have and sort of what they've done with their life and how, what kind of dexterity they have. And I, I don't know. There's something about sort of 2D depth. space and yeah. 3D space. She was just immediately able to pick things up in 3D. But 2D, huh. she still yeah, is that's really, really struggles with it. I wonder if, if like kids have, you know, one of the um, like – does a 2D space make more intuitive sense to a child because they're less mobile and like they perceive Maybe. things in a I, I'm talking out of my ass. I have no clue. I'm just thinking aloud. Like an adult who's already spent decades like n- navigating the world in complex ways and like possibly driving a car or like, sure, you know, like yeah. do, doing all kinds of things that require a fairly nuanced understanding of like depth and, and pr- uh, pr- uh, proportion and things like that. I wonder if it that, might also be if your job though is very specific true. use of tools as very precise extensions yeah. of your hand in 3d mm-hmm. space and yeah. you're sort of paying very attention to like I maneuvering don't know. that way it's probably yeah. better it's yeah. probably more true than what I'm i don't know i think that's all true and also just you know the fact that if you're you know my age or whatever and you grew up playing 2d games that's natural for you like it's oh, natural sure, for me totally. to play yeah, a 2d yeah, yeah. platformer uh-huh. even though that's the most unnatural thing in right the it actual, makes no in sense human in reality experience. yeah it makes right. absolutely no sense to anything yeah but, yeah, yeah. Anyway, she's she's better than I am at most games now. So really, she's pretty much a badass. Wow, yeah. owned. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, 
Did you did you have another thing, Jake? Robot news. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So robot news because apparently uh, once out of every four or five episodes we have to have robot news now. Um, yeah. Someone. Jake. Jake. Just to prime this for Danielle. Jake is like terrified of robots. I'm not terrified of robots. I love robots and I fear robots. Especially <laughs> you have a healthy, respectful fear. Especially Boston Dynamics robots, which are like the big dog, the pet man, Atlas. Um, so you know, <laughs> you the, know, big dog, pet man, Atlas. <laughs> little dog also exists. Apparently, you know the little, oh, no. little guy. He climbs upstairs. <laughs> he has a little uh, a little needle that comes out of his mouth that can find veins. That party doesn't okay, have. So no, I was pleased because questions at idlethumbs.net, our reader mail address, write us at questions at idlethumbs.net, uh, got an email a, a week or so ago from someone named a name I'm not going to pronounce well, which is Yannick Lefevre. 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 I don't know. It's his name Lefevre. is his name is Lefevre. Yeah. He he wrote though saying visiting the Boston Dynamics offices, and he's he got to go and he told us about it. So he says, "Hi thumbs, I've been listening to you guys religiously since the Kickstarter relaunch and really enjoyed the podcast that you release every week." And that was his reader mail. <laughs> no, um, after hearing you guys talk about the various Boston Dynamics robots over the past few weeks, I thought you'd get a kick out of the fact that I'm visiting their office this week. I work for a company that does heavy equipment simulation. And we use one of Boston Dynamics software tools to populate our sims with people. Before the training class I'm attending, we visited the shop where they build the robots and saw a number of robots in different states of construction. We also saw a few robots running like one of the Petmans and an oh, LS3 no. walking around their parking lot. <laughs> oh, no. What? They're outside. Yeah. They're, they're in the yeah, world. They're fucking a lot out of the building. They're just hanging out. We let them exercise outside. So that was, he said that was pretty <laughs> awesome. Then he says, one of the things that they mentioned to us is that their online videos are typically posted about a year after their shot. <laughs> So the technology what? is actually a year ahead of what you've been seeing. Oh, no. oh also, they showed a bunch of the robots that they're building for the DARPA challenge. Basically, Boston Dynamics is building robots and competing companies in this challenge are writing the brains that will be downloaded into them to perform a number of tasks, including driving a vehicle oh, and no. climbing ladders. Oh, no. Crazy. So, no question here. Just more information to feed your sentient robot paranoia. Keep up the great work, guys. Um... And then he sent an email saying no pictures were allowed. But then he sent an email back saying, wait, I'm allowed to take a picture of the Boston Dynamics lobby. And he (laughs) sent a picture that is amazing because their lobby is literally the physical evolution of the big dog. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Like, it's a little bucket of parts. And then... That looks like a kid's science fair project. And then it's a quadruped that kind of just has some hoses coming out of it. And then it's the big dog from the videos. And then the final one is one I've never seen. It's a secret fucking big dog. Because it's a big, it's twice as big as the one from the YouTube videos. Really and it's wearing fucking oh camo. Oh god. Oh, that is a chunky big dog. Yeah, that big dog is. That is a beefy big dog. <laughs> so. It looks so much more like. Powerful than the yeah. The other one, like scientists present this. The other big dog one is this big dog is gonna fuck you up. Yeah, this looks like a tank big dog. Yeah, that big dog actually has taken a life. That big dog knows what it's like to kill a man. God, what's funny about it is that it still has like the the like lower half of the legs is still the little spindly. Yep. So it's like it's got the classic bodybuilder's shape of like big hulking, you know, upper body like supported by these little like. Oh my god. 
Anyway, what a disaster so, this is going to be. He eats this puppies. is like the lob. This is like the Jurassic Park thing. Like this is the lobby where everything just comes alive. Like right. when it's time for these robots to reclaim their fucking well, planet. The thing about that oh evolution is that evolution is like the beginning of the Terminator Two hubristic thing, where it's like got this little thing, then this big yeah. one, then this other one, and then that other big dog, and then the camera moves over. To what you think is going to be the next big dog, but what actually happens is a foot fucking comes in and smushes that big dog, uh, and then the camera zooms out to reveal the fucking chrome tank from Terminator just cr- right. crushing yeah, yeah, yeah. things. But yeah, DARPA challenge where they're putting brains in the pet man for things like driving a car, climbing a ladder, riding a big dog. Oh my god. This is. Did you see the tweet? Someone sent uh, you and Nick, I think, a tweet. Uh, that was like designed to be the intersection of you guys, and it was a robot baby. It was a it was a gif of a robot gif of a robot baby. A gif of a gif of a robot baby. <laughs> yes, it was it was unreal. It was like the whole the baby had was there was no like there was no synthetic skin or anything on it, so it just looked like a, like a baby made out of like an erector set or something. But the oh movements God. were like incredibly natural, and it just had two eye like two spherical realistic looking eyes in the middle of just metal <laughs> robot face and the eyes were like looking around as it's doing its little like oh baby wiggle I didn't see this fucked up thing uh, check and, it, your- and it looked like them like it looks like Nick no, no 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 it looks oh. like a ba- it just looks like a metal oh like what god you were like and it <laughs> looks like no, what I meant, you don't, uh, you're not familiar enough with the stupid it's, nuances it's of good. idle thumbs. It's just Nick has a baby preoccupation and Jake has a robot preoccupation. I understand. So, um, baby robot. Get yeah. It. So, uh, it was, it was something else. Check your Twitter replies, Jake. Dear Lord. I don't know if I want to now. Well, you should. I It'll should. haunt your dreams. This is the son of big dog. Is <laughs> Uh, it was horrible. Yeah, it was a good. It was surprising. I'll say that's what the word so was. Yeah, I, I need to check with this guy if we can put that photo up in the blog. But if we can, that photo's going in the goddamn blog because it needs to. Yeah, people need to see what the people need to what see to what be afraid of in the future. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Those videos are a year behind. I know it's terrible. Pet Man. That was the one that really was was. Did you watch the me. Atlas one? I don't think I've seen Atlas. Atlas is. Petman two, but that clearly means that there's now Petman five, which is building Petmans. <laughs> right. The right. true Petman oh, challenge yeah. that's going to be revealed. Right, is we're designing a brain to build Petmans. The and winner of this of goddamn oh, Boston Dynamics challenge is I built a brain that can build a brain. It's Commander yeah. Data and his daughter Lol. Yeah, that's except that but that. But that was kind of sweet. So when Petman Not starts using contractions, horrible. we need to worry because its brain's about to melt down. <laughs> yes, <laughs> can't watch out for that. Yeah. Unless he's been in a Wild West simulation. Eventually a pet man will be brought to life that can speak, and then the first thing that it will say is, I'm sorry, and then it will shut down, and <laughs> humanity will be baffled. <laughs> but 20 years later, we'll just be d- deleted. Oh, yeah. It's going to be it's gonna be gross. It's going to be a total disaster. Yeah. Look forward to that. Yeah. I know I do. Are you ready for some sweet call-outs? Sure, go for it. Call it out. Follow us on Twitter. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Good job, Jake. Yeah. It was so, it just the room was just so pregnant with expectation there. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, check out our YouTube page. Thank you for coming on the show. It's been great. <laughs> thank you yeah, both. It, this has been really, really fun. Love the show. So thank you so much for having me Are you going to plug uh, your webpage? Um, well, I guess I'll plug my Twitter. 
Uh, it's Danielle R.I. And I'll even spell it out for those who have trouble with, with that aspect You're going to do life. what we would not, and that is tell people how to actually follow yeah. you on Twitter. I love that you said go to our YouTube channel, which is like the most unintuitive <laughs> like, web address. Like it doesn't have anything to do with anything. So Yeah, I was, I was ready for it. I was like YouTube.com slash Idle Videos. I don't know. Idle Videos. No, I don't know. It's a different YouTube channel. Yeah. That's, a, that's, a, yeah. that's my YouTube channel. Oh. Uh, no. no. yeah. Anyway, you can find me on Twitter, and I'll even let you know because you can you can join the uh, the fun. Uh, Danielle R I D A N I E L L E R I. That's me on Twitter, and you can uh, read Wait, my. Is that Danielle Rhode Island? Um, it's actually both. Both my last name starts with an R I, and I'm from Rhode Island, so yeah. it's a double. I never made the Rhode Island yeah. connection. Until well, it's now. it's <laughs> it's a little more subtle than the last name thing, yeah. but yeah. yeah, totally. Oh yeah, and Polygon.com. Reviews. I write reviews frequently. Nice. You can read those if you'd like. Cool. So I can read your reviews, and yes. then I can express my opinion about your review <laughs> to your Twitter feed. Yes, you can. And people have been doing a lot of that this week, so uh, you can you can just join in the fun. I will for that. Oh, that was the fun. You said join in the fun kind of ambiguously oh, a few minutes yes, ago. Oh, yes. Sorry. I'm like, what is fun? Oh, that yes. fun. I wrote a review that was rather controversial last week uh, for not. Dragon's Crown, a video game. I will say no more. Neither will we. Thanks for <laughs> joining us on Idle Thumbs. See you next week, I guess. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, I don't even want to make promises about next week. Video games. On the, I don't know if they talked about it on Dota today, but that would they be... haven't done a Dota today. Like, they haven't done it in three weeks. God, it's been three weeks? Yeah. They fucking suck. Yeah. Do it three weeks suck. ago. Games. It's a litter. You did a it. A simple litter, often called a king carrier. Oh, what? 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 <laughs> oh, you ruined it. Okay, we gotta redo that one. Yeah. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You should have looked that up on the air. Now that was. <laughs>